the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. I am so happy to be with you today, and uh, you know we, we we're going through tough times, aren't we? We're going through tough times. And right now we're winding down. The year is coming to a close. We've got just a little time left. And the questions are, is, is you know, what does the future bring? We don't really know. But hope is a big thing. Hope is a big thing and we need to have hope. But we also need to be smart. We need to understand what we have control over in order to know how to, how to move forward in our decision-making process. There's a lot of people leaving California and I don't blame them. I'm looking outside of California also to move the choices that I'm looking at right now is Idaho and Tennessee and uh, it's pretty exciting actually so reflection that's what the topic of discussion is today is reflection and reflection I I talk about the rewords you know God talks about he he told me when I was starting the show ten and a half years ago you know reflection it's the rewords re and re re is second time around it's second chances And when we're reflecting, revive, relive, renew, all of those words are second chances. And I I asked some friends of mine today when we were, uh, it was an advertising meeting at, at my office, and I was telling them that the word for today is reflection. And then we started talking, and the other word was regroup. You know, we need to regroup. In our situation right now, we need to regroup. So... What are you reflecting about? What What is it that you think about when you think about this year that we've just been through? It's been a whirlwind, but yet been slow all along the way. It's like, oh, my goodness. We just want to get back to reality. We want to get back to, you know, the way things were or even better. And I'm finding in this conversation we had that it seems that some people have just lost common sense, common sense on you know, what is the right thing to do? And when you don't know, what do you do? Do you just keep going and doing whatever you were doing? Or do you kind of hold back and be cautious and think about what's happening? So common sense. I wrote down 2020, celebrated, super thankful, personal, relationships, things we took for granted are now more appreciated. Would you agree with that? Things we took for granted being able to eat in a restaurant, getting our hair done, getting our nails done, just being able to walk down the street and seeing other people's smiles and faces. We now appreciate those things so much more than we did before. Our freedoms, our American freedoms, we just appreciate them so much more. And I don't know about you, but I want them back. And I was I was kind of giggling because I was talking about COVID babies. I think there's going to be a lot of new babies showing up because uh, we have all this time at home. 
So the spring, they're talking about the spring being, you know, um, you know, the new beginning or getting back to somewhat normalcy. What are your thoughts? You know, everybody's going to get this vaccine, I guess, and then we're going to be able to uh, be a little more more confident about breathing the air and being in uh, social distancing and, and being able to hug again and talk again and eat again with groups. Live for today. Look forward to tomorrow. So in reflection, I am thinking about focusing on preparation for the spring. So let's, let's think about what it is we've been through. Let's think about what we've learned. At the beginning of 2020, in January, I was talking about 2020 being the year of perfect vision. Perfect vision, 2020 vision, right? Perfect vision. And then all of this happened. So when I'm reflecting about that and regrouping for the next year, there's a lot of things that have I, I, I've become so aware of that before I wasn't. Yeah, you know, taking for granted those things and now appreciating them so much more. Sure, for sure, that's true. But also in business, I am finding that we had to come up with new ways of getting things done. Virtual inspections. You know, not having to go in the house, doing things differently in the business world, but also doing things different from personal aspect, having Zoom calls instead of being face to face with your family, the ones you love, you know, not getting on a plane and having being able to go see your family. So you connect any way you can. I didn't know how to do Zoom before this hit. That's me. I didn't. I didn't know how to do webinars or Zoom. And now it's like the way that's what you do. There's some things that, I, you know, have been easier with COVID. What are you talking about, Sue? Well, I'm an essential company. Cola, termite, pest control is an essential company. So for us, yeah, it was more difficult to get appointments scheduled and to uh, have that peace and calm with the customers, letting them know what we are doing now to make it more peaceful and, and healthier and safer. But it didn't take as long to get to where we were going. Traffic still is so light. And that's one thing I really enjoy is having the light traffic. But I would gladly welcome having traffic just to be able to get back to somewhat normal seas. How about you? So spiritual development and the need for self-reflection. From a spiritual aspect, I've talked about the business aspect and I've talked about personal aspect. From a spiritual aspect, we need to constantly be reassessing how we are, what we're doing, what our beliefs are, because our beliefs are our reality. So sometimes our beliefs can be off, but we think so strongly that they're on that we can't see maybe the other side. We don't understand something on with somebody else. And we are called to love one another and serve one another. And the truly only way we can love and serve is by being selfless, by putting that other person before ourselves, isn't it? I mean, seriously, think about it. It's the only way. So in the Christian world today, much emphasis is given to the concept of a testimony. By testimony, people usually refer to some story of conversion, and the more dramatic, the better. The goal of a testimony is to share a story of faith to encourage others. 
this show is about that. Um, Sue Free's show, you know, when I was asked to do the show, I was like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to call it? And the Sue Free show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, that took some thought because I wanted to know what, to me, are really important things that have given me strength in tough times and what has seen me through. And pursuing those things, we have to know what we're pursuing. Each one of us in our reflection needs to understand for ourselves what's important. For me, I need to be passionate or I will not endure the tough times. And I think that goes for anybody and everybody. You know, those that have gotten through difficult times because they're passionate and they persevere. So the pursuit of passion and then the purpose. What is your purpose here on this earth? Why are you, why were you created? Why did God create you? What's your purpose? I'm asking you these questions because this is part of reflection. And then connection. Who in your path are you connected with? Who has come and gone in your relationships that were there for a reason and a season and then left? And who has been consistently there through all the trials, through all the tribulations that you know you can trust and depend on? That are the important connections. God lets people come in and lets people leave. And sometimes in our own demise, we can push people away that really God wants us to have there. This is all things that we all need to take an assessment and reflect on moving forward. And each one of us has a testimony. Some are grander than others. My daughter said one time, you know, I don't really have like, you know, when you hear of somebody that really was going through a bad time or, you know, gone through some bad um, choices and came through and God came through for them. And then you'll hear someone say, well, I don't really have a testimony like that. I've just been faithful and focused on God and wanting to do his will and have live my life with no regrets. Which one is the bigger testimony? I don't know if there is a bigger testimony because each testimony is going to, you know, someone else is going to touch, right? It's like my story could really hit home to one person that's listening right now. And there's a lot of people listening, but then your story would be the story that would really connect with this other individual because there is a connection, and, and God wants us to have connections. He wants us to connect firstly with him and, and be passionate about his relationship with our relationship with him. And he wants us. He created us for a purpose and he wants us to live that purpose out. So the pursuit of passion, purpose and connection is for me. And I really had to do, you know, soul searching on, on what the show was going to be about. Now, this show is not a moneymaker for me. It's not for my, my good. It is for my good because I listen to my shows and I get ministered to by listening to what's being said. Cause thank you, Holy spirit for involving and, and being present during the show. Cause I learn when I listen and I'm so thankful for that. And the, the mail that I get and the uh, connections I get when people reach out and talk to me via email 
And if you want to do that, I would hope you would. And I would love to hear from you. And how do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. You go there and you just connect with me. You tell me what's going on. Tell me you need prayer. Tell me what's happening in your life. I have a lady right now. Her name is Mary who lives out of her car. And she's going through a really tough time. And I pray for her. She's on certain medications and, you know, she just, she's just going through a really trying time and the holidays are the worst. They're the worst because no person should be alone during the holidays. And we're so alone and isolated right now with what's going on anyway, that the holidays just add that another layer, another, another isolation layer to what's going on. I have a a man in um, prison. His name is Randy. Hi, Randy. Shout out to you. Uh, that writes me letters. And his his handwriting is just so awesome. But he writes me letters and tells me how this show is um, supporting or strengthening or encouraging him. And I just feel so thankful that the Lord's put me in this place to do this. And part of the purpose for everything that I have gone through in my life was preparing me for this. And knowing that, it's uh, there was a time when I felt maybe I wasn't in the right place or maybe I wasn't the right person to do this show. This was quite a while ago because of life happening. And, uh, you know, I had some people saying, maybe you shouldn't be doing the show. So I pulled off. I pulled off and, and took a time off because I thought, Lord, if you don't really want me or if I'm not suited or if I'm not supposed to be doing this, then... I'm just going to take a little breather. And then uh, the radio station actually called and said, when are you coming back? Because you have people that are very upset thinking that we took you off the air. And uh, that and a couple other confirmations happened, which told me that God doesn't use people that are perfect. He uses people like you, like me, that have gone through things even in the Bible, the stories, you know, if you think about all the Bible stories and the characters, are not really characters, they are people. But if you think about their stories, I mean, they're just people, people that have done wrong things. Um, but God uses us, each and every one of us, and that is our purpose. So I'm telling you all that because we each have a testimony. And whether you have this grandiose testimony that is so amazing, or you have the one that's just been tried and true through trials and tribulations and you've just stayed true and you know those are both great testimonies and there's not one that's better than the other because god uses all of us and um i the show is about hearing from people and uh we learn and get inspiration and encouragement from one another so i'm real on this show i talk about things that are going on with me and some people can relate right now or maybe they'll relate before or maybe they'll relate in the future but I'm hoping that, you know, what is shared is helpful for you. And that's what the show's about. So Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. I would love to hear from you. So go there, connect with me, and uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, so the missing piece of a testimony is the ongoing story of spiritual growth. It focuses solely on the process of conversion and coming to faith, leaving out the process of becoming more and more like Jesus. Our life is a journey, isn't it? So it doesn't stop once you receive the Lord. It keeps going, and we're still going through trials and tribulations. 
And my thought is, is when we go through circumstances, it's God preparing us for our next assignment. And that's what keeps me going when I'm going through trials and tribulations is it's God preparing me for the next assignment. This is a long and difficult process, only made more difficult by a lack of understanding of how the process works. Many Christians know what it means to come to faith, but few know how to move beyond their initial conversion and into deep intimacy in their relationship with God. The goal of this is to discuss the importance of self-reflection in the process of spiritual development. This is only one aspect of spiritual development and by no means an exhaustive study of the topic, but it will introduce the role of self-reflection in your relationship with God, the biblical basis for his idea, and a simple practice to get you started. So what exactly is self-reflection. Self-reflection is deliberate time set aside to slow down in the busyness of your life to look back on your day, month, or year in an attempt to learn from your experiences, desires, and feelings. In life, it's very easy to become driven by your schedule and commitments. So let me just say that that's on a personal note, but even in the business world for those business owners out there. Now is the time to reflect over your year. What worked? What didn't work? What can we make? What changes can we make that are going to prepare us for the next year, a more prosperous year, one that's fine tuned and the systems are in place? We're using the processes and everybody's in line. Boy, wouldn't that be awesome if we could get everybody on the same page, understanding what the mission is and fulfilling their obligation? and the expectations that are set forth. Wouldn't that be nice? Man, that would be awesome. Both busyness and mind-numbing activities are ways to avoid self-reflection. Self-reflection runs against the grain of a busy culture. It requires us to set specific time aside to be quiet, still, and alone. From this place, you can begin to prayerfully enter the presence of God and begin processing what has been going on in your life. I'm in process right now. I am doing this because I'm trying to understand my heart, my brain, my soul. What does God want for me next? What is the next season for Sue Freeze? And the question for you is, what's the next season for you? What does God want from you? What is in store for you moving forward? You can ask questions like, am I satisfied with what I'm doing? Sometimes life gets so busy that you can forget why even why you even got so busy to begin with. Or you can ask God, is my life orchestrated in such a way to make my relationship with you a priority? Life can become filled with many good things that overcrowd your time and mental capacity. Asking God this question may prompt you to remove things that feel important in order to create more space and time for God. Without creating the space to have this reflection and communication with God, you will likely operate on autopilot. How many out there are doing that? Being driven by values instilled by your culture, family, or origin and immediate community. Intentional self-reflection is aimed at creating space For you to sit with God and ask meaningful questions about life and your relationship with him. 
For those unaccustomed to self-reflection, it may be helpful for you to begin meeting with a Christian counselor. Christian counselors are trained to help you begin reflecting on your life and experiences. They can help lead you to a place of self-reflection and train you to enter this place on your own. What does the Bible say about self-reflection? Some Christians have taken the position that self-reflection oops, is too close to the concept of Eastern meditation. But that is not necessarily the case. Eastern forms of meditation are designed to empty the mind. But Christian meditation and self-reflection intend to bring you into a quiet place with God where you can intimately converse with him about your experiences and emotions. For those concerned about this topic, consider these two scriptures related to self-reflection and spiritual growth. Corinthians eleven twenty eight. let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. This verse clearly prescribes believers to self-reflect before taking part in communion. The reason Paul mentions this to the church is that there were many divisions and conflicts in the Corinthian community. However, rather than working them out, the believers would just continue on Fellowship, despite the unresolved conflict, Paul is calling them out and calling them to check their hearts because the community should not persist in unresolved conflict and sin while partaking of the Lord's table. So what is that saying to you right now? Is there sin? Is there something that needs to be dealt with before you sit around the table? It's not good to ignore what's going on. Listen, the more time that goes by, you know, he says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. He's saying, don't let the sun, not one day go by where you're not focused and, and, you know, deliberate on what you're trying to accomplish and unity, a house divided will not stand. A business divided will not stand. It means we need to have unity in the ranks. We need to have unity in our family. And how do you get the unity? Each person has to have a voice. Each person needs to express themselves and feel safe in that process. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. This isn't written. This is just from the Holy Spirit. But each person, you, me, everyone, needs to have the safe place to be able to express themselves and feel it's okay to do so. Then from there, we each have an obligation to one another, to love one another, to serve one another, and come to some type of understanding to where we both can live with whatever we need to live with moving forward. And hopefully... God is in the center of all of that because we definitely want to do, don't we, what God wants us to do. If we're doing something that's not what God's will would be, then we need to stop doing that and we need to move towards him because, you know, his way is the best way. I'm just saying his way is the best way. Christians need to regularly step back and reflect on their hearts and motivations to preserve their own health and the health of the community. If they don't, then their sin can begin to interfere with their relationship with others and their relationships with God. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's Psalm 139, 23, 24. That is my favorite verse in the Bible. And in my Bible, I circled that and said that I want that to be at my funeral. Because really, I do want him. I, I Search me and know me, God. If there's any evil way, pluck it out. I want it to be gone. And, you know, we all have this. We're not perfect people. He uses each one of us. But what we do want to do is strive to be more like him. 
And the way we do that is by asking him to reveal to us. Now, that could be through other people. It could be through a situation where things happen. And you're going, wow, what was my part in that? So what I, I'm just asking you to search, ask the Lord to do just that. Search you and know you. And we will be back with more of the Sufri Show right after this brief break. Thank you. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. TermiteLady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor the show, I want to talk to you. And, uh, you know, we can go through this together. If you are a new business or a business that hasn't done radio before, that's okay. I can help you. Now, this this radio show goes from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. And actually, with the Internet, it goes all over the world. I have people in Michigan and Colorado and Paris listening to the show, and it's so great because it's the Internet. And podcasts are available on iTunes and TuneIn and KKLA and other places. So thank you, San Diegans, for listening. Thank you, Venturians. Thank you, uh, Orange Countyans and LAans, if that's a word. Uh, thank you, all of you in Santa Maria and San Luis Obispo. I just really appreciate each and every one of you as a listener. And E. coli termite and pest control is hiring. I want to put that out there because if you know somebody that's looking for a career change or looking for a career, I only want to talk to you if you want a career. I'm not looking for short-term employment. I have people that have been with me 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, and the newbies. I've hired three people in the last two weeks, and um, that's exciting too, but I still need about 20 more people for E.C.O.L.A. right here, right now. So if you are looking for a new career, it's a great career, and E.C.O.L.A. is the best place to work. So 
I'm hoping you join our team. Go to termitelady.com, and we'll be happy to talk to you. There's an application there, a one-pager or a three-pager, whatever you want to fill out. Send it in, and we'll um, talk to you. You have to have a clean driving record. You have to have a great attitude. We can teach the skills, but we can't teach the attitude. That has to come from you. So with that being said, we'll get right on with the show. We were talking about reflection in part one, and uh, we will continue on with the spiritual reflection of, you know, we talked about search me and know me, O God. So in this passage, David comes before God to be searched. He knows not the depths of his own heart and sinfulness and needs God to plumb the depths. He requests the Lord to search out the deep things of his heart so he can process it and grow. This is true for Christians today. Because of sin, it is difficult to accurately see and assess the true motivations of the heart. To see yourself more clearly will require guidance from God, intentional self-reflection, and vulnerability in community. As Christians intentionally seek God in silence and solitude, ask for him to search their heart and thoughtfully engaging self-reflection. The Lord will speak in his own unique to each person and bring things in mind. As the Lord speaks, it is then the responsibility of the believer to take his words into account in order to seek to conform their life to the way everlasting. Sitting before God to be searched and searching yourself through self-reflection are key biblical principles for spiritual growth. This article, I didn't give credit where credit was due, and it's by Alyssa Kirkman. And so I want to give her credit. Okay. So this search me and know me, O God, is still true for believers today. You cannot simply move forward in our faith and lives while living in open, unrepentant sin. There will be seasons of conflict and struggles in the life of a believer. But if that begins to be the norm, then there is a problem. Christians need to regularly step back and reflect on their hearts and motivations to preserve their own health and the health of the community. And in business, same thing. We need to have great attitudes. We need to be, uh, you know, being the positive one in the group. And if there's negativity, we need to just say, I don't want to hear that. If there's gossip, that's not of God, right? We need to just set ourselves apart, not above, but just apart. We need to be there to be an example, and a testimony in how we live our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. It might be as basic. I got up and made breakfast. I went to work. I got cut off in traffic. I talked to Joe about our new client, picked up my kids from school and got pizza for dinner. When the kids went to bed, my wife and I watched TV. So this is just a reaccount of the day, right? I have key reports that report to me, and they give me the overview of what happened that day because there might be something in there that I can utilize Uh, in decision-making. So I need to have that review. So, you know, God is saying, this is how you reflect on your day to see what is going on basically and what's the outcome of your actions. It doesn't have to be complicated. After journaling about the day, ask yourself, was yesterday a good or bad day? And you can even, like for me, I give it one to 10. Okay, 10 being an excellent day, a productive day, a maximized day, or a one meaning gosh, don't feel like I really accomplished anything and it just kind of went wrong. It kind of went sour. How do I feel about it? If you feel like it was a good day, then write a few reasons why you thought it was good. If it felt like a bad day, write about why it felt bad. If you feel conflicted about whether it was good or bad, maybe you had good and bad in the day, then write about 
why you feel conflicted. Finally, with these reflections in mind, come before God in prayer. Consider what he is saying to you. Spend several minutes in silent reflection, listening for God while you process what you felt from the previous day and consider what you have to learn. This is a simple discipline that can be used in conjunction with other forms of prayer and Bible reading. It's a great way to get started on a deeper road of self-reflection. Conclusion. Spiritual growth is a long process of learning to abide in the presence of God. When you meet Jesus, you aren't done. Instead, you begin on a lifelong journey of learning to become more and more like him. So what is that saying right there? You know, you accept Jesus as your personal savior, right? Some people say that's it. They did it and then then they can go on and do whatever they were doing in life. That's only the beginning. That's the beginning of your new journey. So understand, it's the beginning of the new journey. It hasn't ended there. It's just beginning. A necessary part of this process is taking an honest inventory of your life to see where you need to seek transformation through the power of the spirit. Self-reflection is a powerful tool for you to grow and encounter God in the inner workings of your heart, your heart. We have our mind and we have our heart. Both are very important. It may not come naturally to those living in the modern world, but it is a spiritual practice that can powerfully deepen your relationship with God. So right there, I'm going to say that we talked about transformation of your mind, renewing of your mind. On the Sue Freeze website, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. If you, when you go there, you will see that there are the I am's. There are the I am's that you can record your voice and you're speaking the I am's of who God says you are, that you can listen repeatedly over. There is a cost involved with that that is available to you if you want to go through that process. Um, it is there for you. If you want to just get something for free to start out with, to get this renewing of your mind and transformation happening so that you can understand who you are in Christ and who Christ says you are, then you go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. There is a button you can push. I think it's the second, maybe the sixth tile on the website. You go there and you, you need to have a connection to a printer. You push print and you will get three pages of I am's. I am victorious. I am a child of God. I am a conqueror. I'm an ambassador to Christ. These are some of the I am's. Because during our lives, you have your self-talk that's saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so stupid. Or, oh, my gosh, that was just the dumbest thing I've ever done. I know we've all said these things. Or, or how could I do that? You know, those types of things. We can have that self-talk. Or you can hear a mom, a dad, a sister, a friend. At least they thought they we thought they were a friend saying something else about you to you that were not according to God. And we can hold on to those and our mind holds on to those, but they're not truth because the truth is found in what God says. God's word is truth. So you can believe those other people. You can believe your own self-talk or you can change what's going on in your mind, change the way you talk, change what you think and become more like Christ, which is the goal. It is. So go there. It's free. Go there. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping everyone gets this because it's, it's life-changing and it's something you can do right here, right today while you're listening to this or when you get done to remember to go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, push the button, get those three pages and then read them every morning, every night before you go to sleep. Say a prayer, read them over and I guarantee you, your life will be transformed. Your mind will be transformed and you'll start believing what Christ is saying about you. And if you don't get anything else about this show, get that because that will be life changing for you. 
Eight Bible verses on the importance of self-examining your spiritual life. As Christians, self-assessment becomes an increasingly important part of our faith as we grow and mature spiritually. Just as periodic checkups with doctors and dentists help us take care of our physical health, regular reflection on how we're performing in accordance with our faith and what steps we need to take to remedy any areas of weakness, temptation, whatever, helps us become stronger spiritually. It also enables us to tackle problems before they become out of control. That's so good, isn't it? You know, oh, it's just a, it's just a white lie. Oh, it's just a small sin. And then that small sin becomes a bigger sin and a bigger sin. And as longer you do it, the more it is taking you down the wrong path. I tip, You know, when I talk to people and say, where are you going to go when you die? That's really a real question I ask in the elevator, people I don't even know. That and when was your last termite inspection? I ask that too. Or... Yeah. And people say, you know, I don't know, or I just go to sleep or whatever. But it is really um, a, a kind of a, a, a purging question to ask that question is, what is your belief? What is, what is your thought process on this? And then I have people that, you know, I talk to about, you know, just receiving the Lord. And they'll say, no, I want to get my act together. I want to clean up my act. I want to, you know, I want to stop drinking. I want to stop cussing. I, you know, I need to do all these things before I can receive the Lord. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. And what this is saying right here is that, you know, it's it's an ongoing journey. It's not something that you have to get it all together right here, right now. And with the Lord's help, it's so much easier, so much easier to just make the decision and the choice because he gives us that. We're not we're, we're not robots. We're people. And he wants us to have freedom to choose him. He doesn't want to force that on us. He wants us to choose him. There's a hole in our heart that can only be filled by him and that relationship we get from him. I know this firsthand because believe me, for a while I was fighting it. Okay, and I'm just telling you that, you know, I lost the fight, but I've won the war because I feel like being with the Lord and having the Lord there to protect me. He's the almighty healer. He's just everything that I don't know how I would continue on without having him and the Holy Spirit and the presence and his word to lean on. I I just I, I can't even imagine life without having a personal relationship with my heavenly father. God encourages us to look inward in order to identify areas of weakness so that we can address them. Here are eight Bible verses which emphasize the importance of examining ourselves. Are you ready to examine yourself? Are you ready for this? You know, sometimes this examination could, uh, you know, or it could be, oh, wow, I'm doing all right on that one, right? But that's okay because it's a journey. We don't have to get it all right right now. Isn't that, man, that's freeing and comforting. To know that God's not done with you yet, and he's not done with me yet. Hallelujah. So 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, some of you know this and some of you don't. The fruit of the Spirit Check yourself on these words and find out where you are. Do an assessment, personal reflection right here, right now. You ready? The spirit is love. Do you love? Do you feel love? Joy. Are you joyous? The joy of the Lord be your strength. That's scripture. I love it. Peace. Peace be with you. Also with you. Forbearance. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And how about this one? Self-control. Okay, where are you on that? Where's the fruit of the Spirit? 
How are you doing on that? Okay, if we just took those words one by one and you rated those for you personally, and how about those closest to you? How would you rate them from one to 10 or one to five? One being not so good, needs work, to five being the highest or 10 being the highest. How would you rate yourself on each one of those words? This is Galatians, if you want to write it down, five twenty two twenty three, the fruit of the spirit. Sometimes people say things about, oh, I don't know if that person's a Christian or, you know, oh, you know, they say they're a Christian, but, you know, you will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. Is that judgmental? Is that an assessment? But do we not know people by their fruit? See me as a business owner, I'm a results oriented person. Um, it's all results. I, I need results. You know, you can spin your wheels. You can work all day, all night, but it's in the results. It's, you know, is what you're doing maximizing the time to get what you're trying to get, or is it just spinning your wheels? That's a really good question, and I have employees on both sides of that. I have friends, people that I care about a lot that, oh, I worked all day. Okay, so what happened? What what happened with your day? Was it productive? Do you have results? What, what, What was the outcome of your day? Where's the fruit? Right? Maybe that's tough. Maybe that's harsh. But seriously, how much time do we have on this earth? And what does God want for us and from us? You know, it's not by acts um, that you, you know, you live by faith, right? And it's not by acts that you will be saved. But he does require us not to be somber and just sit back and do nothing. He doesn't expect that either. He wants us to be purposeful in our life, in our walk. He wants us to share our testimony. And our everyday being is our everyday testimony. So, you know, you think maybe nobody's looking or watching, but I guarantee you somebody is. And your testimony is affecting people, either positive or negative. Somebody needed to hear that right now because it's so true. Whether it's a child or a friend or your brother, your sister, or even maybe your spouse. How you act matters. It really does. In workplace, you know, I have seven key reports. How they act and what they say matters. It matters to the health of the company. It matters for the future and the culture of everyone working there. And I take it very seriously that everybody is united so that we don't get divided and fall. So whether it's business, whether it's family, whether it's church, wherever it is, The rules are clear. The rule book of the Bible is clear. So here we go again. James 1, 22, 24. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. That's such a vivid picture right there, isn't it? I think of Michael Jackson, look at the man in the mirror. That's interesting. Romans twelve two, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There you go. The I am's. Who are you in Christ? The I am's. Go to my website, print those pages, and read them. It will uh, transform by the renewing of your mind. 
1 Corinthians 11, 28, 29, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of bread and drink from the cup. This is communion. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So what that's saying is we need to do that assessment before we take communion. Lamentations 3.40. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. See, what that's saying right now is the Lord already knows that we are going to Jesus take the wheel. We're going to take the wheel. Jesus knows. God knows that sometimes we're going to walk away. God does not walk away from you. Do you realize that? We walk away. He doesn't walk away. He's always there day or night. He never sleeps. We can pray day or night to him and he hears us. He knows every every hair on your head and every word you're going to speak. He knows you better than you know you. Psalm 119, 59, 60. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. And the last one here is Matthew 7, 3, 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. That is so good on so many levels. See, it's so easy for us to point the finger somewhere else. But what do they say about that? You point your finger somewhere else and there's three pointing back at you. Right? So we have to focus on us. We can change us. So ask God to reveal, search me and know me, O God. If there's any evil way, pluck it out. So I can live a life everlasting with my Heavenly Father. Isn't that what we want? Do you want God to search you? Do you want him to reveal to you? Sometimes it can be not so fun. But you know what? The journey is worth living. And we are so much better when we clean up our act, when God gets a chance to clean up our act so we can be more like him. It's very freeing. In the long run, it's freeing. It might be restrictive. It might feel restrictive. But in the reality, there is no gray area. It's black and white. It's black and white. And you're either living it or you're not. And the fruit of the spirit, you can see it. Okay, I I am going to do an assessment of me and I'm going to do a number thing and I'm going to do the one to five. I don't need the 10. One to five. And I'm going to, I'm each word of the fruit of the spirit. I'm going to go there and I hope you do too. And I'd love to hear from you. Please, I challenge you to just connect with me and tell me how it went for you. And, you know, we are preparing for next year, right? We're winding up this year. This year's almost done. Okay, and 2020 was the year of perfect vision. What a great way to end, to have better vision, better understanding of who you are in Christ. What better way to start the new year, 2021, to be better, ready, prepared to handle what's going to come forward. We are so much better off right now. I mean, it's amazing. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful in everything. Give thanks. I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for you as a listeners. I'm thankful when you connect with me and tell me what's going on and that I can pray for you or with you. It brings me, I don't know, it brings me joy and it comforts me. And it makes me realize that God's got me where he wants me to be right here talking to you. That's a great thing. I was going to go into another thing and I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to read from 
my, my, one of my favorite books that I share with you guys on a regular basis. And I haven't read this. I have no idea what it's going to say, but I know it's going to go right along because it does. That's what God does. He works like this. And if you're aware of it and you live in expectation to see God, he shows up. And you might miss it if you don't think about it. When you wake up in the morning, pray, ask him to reveal himself to you every single day. So here, here it is right now. I love you with an everlasting love, which flows out from the depths of eternity. Before you were born, I knew you. Ponder the awesome mystery of a love that encompasses you from before birth to beyond the grave. Modern man has lost the perspective of eternity. To distract himself from the gaping jaws of death, he engages in ceaseless, isn't this something, activity and amusement. The practice of being still in my presence is almost a lost art, yet it is this very stillness that enables you to experience my eternal love. You need the certainty of my loving presence in order to weather the storms of life. During times of severe testing, even the best theology can fail you if it isn't accompanied by experimental knowledge of me. The ultimate protection against sinking during life storms is devoting time to develop your friendship with me. Isn't this amazing? The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Jeremiah 31, 30. I'm going to speak really fast because we're almost done. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are very new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Lamentations three twenty two twenty six. Listen, do what this, this show has been saying. Share it with people. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.